What's up? Ryan Kohler here with today's sourcing podcast. Today we're going to answer the number one most frequent and most most powerful questions I've been getting asked for the last six months, which is why am I getting less applicants than I got before? Stick around. I'll unpack exactly what's been going on with the job boards and what you can do to respond to it as we get into the tactic of job board optimization or maximization, how to get the most from the job boards based on the spend that you're spending. So stick around. All right. So COVID is doing what COVID's doing. Um, and the country is opening back up supposedly, and we're finding that applicant flow is maybe not what we thought it was going to be like, look, almost every employer is struggling with applicant flow right now. And what their core reporting mechanism of this is, is that they're reporting that they're seeing less applicants than normal from the job boards, whether that's indeed or zip recruiter, et cetera. And they're seeing that maybe things look different than before COVID on those job boards. Maybe things have changed a little bit and the look and feel and the way things are, are structured appears a bit different. And maybe it feels like you were left out of the loop. Like, Hey, why didn't anybody tell us that these changes were happening or that we would be seeing something different than we expected. And to be honest, most folks are worried about what this all means and specifically how they should respond to it. Now, Clearly it's easy to blame the economy, the government, the situation, COVID, the virus, uh, things opening back up, a mad rush for talent, people not wanting to go back to work, etc. but none of them actually solve the issue. And they probably aren't the most important problem here. The most important problem here is that the entire labor labor marketplace has shifted during COVID. All of those things we, I mentioned before are simply symptoms of the bigger disease or the problem that's going on during the last year. And especially in the last six months, employers demands have changed or the demand for job seekers has changed job seekers desires of the type of job and the location and, and the freedom and flexibility have changed supply and demand for job seekers has changed. People retired going into COVID that are not going to come back and they retired early or people went back to college and are finishing up a degree or something like that. And, and they're no longer going to be available in the same jobs that are available in before. And even the software and the websites that we use, the ecosystems of job boards and social media and that have also undergone fairly substantial change, even though you might not notice to kind of the untrained eye. And while there was this drumbeat of evolution in the, the labor marketplace before COVID, COVID has simply sped it up and brought it faster to reality. And since the marketplace has become more complex, it's not as simple. It used to be employers and therefore HR are going to need to get more sophisticated if they want to be able to understand and respond to changes in things like, like job boards and social media and et cetera. And this is especially true of job boards. Look, job boards these days, they aren't like job boards of yester decade. Um, the old job boards came from the world of the newspapers and newspapers, when it came to ranking a job, chose categories and then alphabetized the list of jobs that they showed under each category in the help wanted ad. They were all posted on the same date because we had what's called the, the, um, newspaper deadline that all the ads had to be in on that time. And those were the ads that went out the next day. 
Then along came the internet. The internet provided two main things when it came uh, to job board change. Number one, they, they made it so that newspaper ads or, or the help wanted ads could be posted in real time, meaning you didn't have to wait for a deadline. They didn't all come out at the same time. Number two thing that they brought was they brought the ability for almost unlimited amount of content in the ad box instead of being a short help wanted ad. But since these jobs can now be posted in real time, that changed the way that job boards displayed the jobs. It started with categorized categories and locations, similar to the way Craigslist looks today. And then it progressed over into the world of search based job boards. Um, and so what, with this evolution, what happened was that improving the results was no longer simply about refreshing your post over and over again, the way that it works on Craigslist. When the list is organized by the date posted, then it's simple, just repost the job and it moves to the top of the list. But we now live in a new time, especially for job boards. Job boards now use sophisticated algorithm, algorithms to decide what jobs to show based on the keywords in the ad compared to the keyword in the search that was ran by the job seeker. Simply put, we no longer have this simple shared categorization that forced the employers and the job seekers to speak the same language. Instead, we're using keyword relevance and ranking. That's number one. Number two, there's, there's this mixing of free versus paid ads in any given search, meaning it's not just the paid ones at top and the free ones on the bottom, and it's not just a certain number of free ads per page. They're all mixed in, and to be honest, it's actually almost impossible to tell which ones are free and which ones are paid on a lot of job boards. Next up, there's different ways to apply, whether you're staying on the job board and using your account, whether you're leaving and going to a third party career site or applicant tracking systems, all of these also have changed and evolved over the years. Now, all of this is both a blessing and a curse. It's a curse because it's not as simple as posting and praying anymore. And so you might be seeing a decline in applicant flow, not because of the economy, but because you haven't kept up with those changes. But on the other hand, it's also a blessing because employers can learn how to optimize their results and their ads to get better results. And, and to be honest, optimization and, and these types of techniques, especially in the early days, tend to lend themselves to smaller, more agile employers, which, which allows for some leveling of the playing field. It simply put, it's worth figuring out. Now, why do I say it's worthwhile? The very first part before you want to go deep down the rabbit hole of how to optimize your job board results is you have to believe that it matters. Look, 70% of all applicant flow, 70% plus of all applicant flow comes from the job boards and the average employer is only seeing one out of every 100 interested searchers. That means for every 100 people who search for your job title and your location, meaning they're interested in your job and your job shows up as an option in the results. Only one of them actually ends up in your inbox and 99 end up falling out along the way. This is a huge amount of potential that can be tapped into if you're willing to do what it takes. That means there's a ton of potential and we usually see moving the needle 50 to 300% by, by following the approach I'm going to outline down below. Plus, if you do, all you do is throw money at this without understanding how it works. While that might increase your applicant flow by sponsoring your jobs or whatever, you will be overpaying for the applicants you get by not going in and optimizing the structure while you spend money. Now, 
as we roll out or as I talk through exactly how to go about solving this, I love to use analogies. The best thing we can do is have an analogy in our head that makes sense so that we can compare this new, sophisticated, complicated, uh, maybe a little bit scary thing to something that's easy for us to understand. And so we're going to start with that. Job boards are like a massive auction. Think about like eBay. Job seekers eyeballs are the items that are being bid on, right? That's the item we're trying to purchase and the employers are bidding to get in front of those job seekers. Finally, the really aggressive employers are using different techniques to make sure that they actually engage and convert as many of those eyeballs as possible into an actual application that ends up their inbox. Now, the first step of an auction is to analyze your chances of actually winning the thing. That means you need to look at the supply of available job seekers in your area. And we don't need perfect data on this. We can actually just ask ourselves, do we believe that there's a ton of job seekers out there in the area for our job or not very many? Next up is demand. How many employers are out there trying to engage those same job seekers? And number three is aggressiveness. How aggressive are those employers? When you look at those, you're able to compare it to figure out, do we live in or, or do you currently compete in a area with lots of applicants and few employers trying to get after them and that aren't very aggressive? Well, in that case, you probably wouldn't be listening to this episode at all. Or do you live in a place with a low supply of talent, a high supply of demand and very aggressive employers chasing that talent? In which case you probably need this more than anybody. So once we know how, how, what our chances of winning are, how, what the supply versus demand, the last part is we have to know how to bid. Now, most people think about this as simply bidding being a dollar amount. And while dollar amounts do matter here, it's not the only part of the bid process. Dollar amounts could mean increasing the pay of the job and it could also mean increasing your budget. But let's go a little bit deeper. I want you to think about your bid as a combination of a bunch of different um, variables, right? And for each of these variables, I want you to give it a point, right? And all this has to add up to the biggest possible number. Number one is, is your job there? Now, clearly, if you're not even showing up to the auction, meaning your job's not even on the job board at all, then none of the rest of this makes sense or matters. So the very first part, is your job there? But then we start working down the bidding and giving points to each of the following things. Do, are we targeting the right keyword? Are we targeting a keyword the potential job seekers are searching for? What is our brand name in the marketplace? What do the reviews look like? Do we have a lot of reviews and are they five-star reviews or do we have not very many and they're very low? Uh, what kind of flair do we have on the job? And flair is things that the different job boards like Zip and Indeed put on the job. Things like urgently hiring or responsive employer or uh, apply integration available. Any of those things add flair or are more likely to get somebody to click on it. Next up is the job title. Does your job title make sense to the people that you want to engage. Pay, is your pay competitive to the marketplace? Benefits and perks, same exact things. How does your offering, your bid, compare to everybody else bidding for this job seeker's attention? One or a zero, are you better or are you worse? Location and schedule, as far as where do they work? Is it work from home, partial work from home, must be in the office and schedule? How much flexibility is there on when they work, how they work, etc. Now, some of these, you might look at your ad and, and specifically, this isn't just about the job, 
Your entire bid is the ad that shows up on the job board. Therefore, if you have the best perks, but your ad doesn't talk about it, you don't get a point here. Although it would be easy to fix. Finally, the next up, the type of ad. Is this a job description all about the employer? Or is this a job ad story that actually talks directly to the job seeker in a way that makes them excited about applying and excited about the opportunity? Next up is transparency. Do you give specifics about your benefits, perks, pay, those types of things? Or do you just talk in vague generalities about PTO and, and your health plan? Next is differentiation. Do you highlight how your company, your culture, your values, and your ad is different than everybody else? Or does it sound exactly the same like you copied it? Comparability. Does, does your ad allow job seekers who are a little bit more data-minded to be able to compare and contrast your job versus other jobs side by side? Next up is tone. Does it sound negative? Does it sound overly professional like a lawyer wrote it? Or does it actually reflect a, a positive tone that engages job seekers, makes them excited about their opportunity, and does it have the right style that fits into your culture and vibe? Does it answer their questions is the next one. Are there any questions that are, might be left in the job seeker's mind that would stop them from applying because you didn't give them the answer? And the final part, does it have a clear call to action that tells them what to do, how to do it, and that it will be easy to apply, meaning staying on the job board and using their job board profile. Now, each of these can be considered as a point, and we could get much more sophisticated by assigning different weights and values to each of these things. But the fact of the matter is, most employers haven't even thought about what their bid is for the talent and how it compares to their competitors. But using this structure, let me tell you how you go through and improve things. The first thing is understand this is a competition. So you are going to have to be proactive, not reactive. Start by answering this question. How competitive is it for the type of talent in your area? Is there a lack of supply and overabundance of demand? Some of both rank it high, medium, low, or crazy, right? Now rank how aggressive your company has been with your job board bidding compared to your competitors. Again, low, medium, high, or crazy aggressive. The difference will most likely point out a lack of responding to the competition in the marketplace. Now, compare your job ads to the job ads of your competition using that same list that we outlined above. Rank yourself versus them. Is your job there? What keywords? What you know, is your brand name? You know, how many reviews do you have? What is your star rating, et cetera, et cetera. Go through the entire list listed below and compare yourself to the people you're competing with for talent and see how you stack up. You can build a, a quick little spreadsheet or even sketch this out on a piece of paper with you versus your main competitors. If you're above average, you probably wouldn't be reading this right now. If you're average, it's time for you to improve to help get more applicants and also to prepare for the fact that your other competitors are going to start adjusting their bids because of a lack of applicants. Finally, if you're falling way behind, then you might not survive if you don't take immediate action. In the next few emails, I'm going to outline different approaches to go through each of these areas and what you can do and how to go about doing it to increase your rankings in the, in the job boards. Once again, pay or spending money is the easy answer. And I'm suggesting that you probably will end up doing that at some point, increasing your budget spend, or maybe even being forced to increase your pay benefits or perks. But in the meantime, there are a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of tweaks we can make 
that don't really cost any money, but they require creativity and persistence and proactivity. So stick around for the next few emails and I'll walk through exactly how you can go about improving your chances of getting more applicants from the job boards. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the 90 Days of Sourcing uh, podcast, mini series, whatever you want to call it. Super excited for you to be along this ride and along this journey with us. Um, as you are, are listening to this, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast um, and, and watch for new episodes coming out in your email or from the podcast system or, or however you consume our content. Um, I would love, love, love to hear any questions, comments, concerns, feedback you have about today's podcast or any episode, to be honest, of any piece of content, whatever it is, or even to hear your specific challenges and pains you're struggling with sourcing. So if you want to give me some feedback, shoot me an email to ryankohler at applicantpro.com. That's Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Kohler, like the faucet, K-O-H-L-E-R, at applicantpro.com. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time, good luck hiring. Yeah.